You know what I did the other day? So I was out on a walk with my dog. He's on his leash. A neighbor comes by. She also has her dog. She's clearly trying to train the dog. Anyway, long story short, she gives my dog a treat. And I said, say thank you. Oh, there you go. (laughs) What? It was the most embarrassing moment. I didn't even know this person. And I was like, oh, Hey, if you want people to like Jesus, you will. Jesus would say (laughs) thank you. Even your dog better say thank (laughs) you. (laughs) It was so embarrassing. That is pretty great. But it's just that reaction. Like you're training kids. You're doing. That's what it made me think of when you said my mom trained me to say thank you. I say yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes or no sort of people that are younger than me. Like I was just. It's just how it is. Hey guys, thanks for joining us around the round table. Uh, Today, we're actually going to take a a little dive into the book of James and just have a conversation as our church is uh, going through the book on Sunday mornings and we'll be wrapping it up here pretty soon. Uh, I actually want to ask a favor of you. Uh, If you listen to our podcast, uh, we would appreciate it if you haven't subscribed yet to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, but also share it with your friends. If you feel like there's been conversations uh, over the time we've been doing the round table podcast that was encouraging to you, Uh, please pass that along. It really helps us to, if you like, share and subscribe uh, to the podcast. That would be awesome for today. We hope you enjoy. We've been saying for a couple years now, we we just need to do a book. Mm -hmm. Well, today we're going to do an episode on one book. One book? We're going (laughs) to see how it goes. Yeah, (laughs) just one episode. Hey, and it's taking Brad like how many months to preach through this? We're going to cover it in in one episode. We're going in 40 minutes. Uh, That's right. Today we're going to open up the book of James. So if you want to do that as well, you can, as you're listening, go ahead and open up your Bibles to the book of James. And, you know, part of it is like, it's funny, we kept calling this a season and we kind of did a season, I guess you could call it. Like we we got on topic and the topic was about culture and Christian response mm-hmm. to culture and the way we should respond mm-hmm. and what the Bible says and how we should respond. We kind of got on this tangent of deconstruction and deconstructionism. And I thought that was good. I thought, uh, I think we did feel like we were, it was getting a little negative. Yeah. We were like, okay, yeah. we, I mean... There's a warning there mm-hmm. for both sides. Mm-hmm. You know, those who are actually it's deconstructed. It's it's just, that's yeah, a good way to heavy. put it. It wasn't negative as much I as I don't it want was people to do this. That's right. And they're doing it. Yeah. And I wish they wouldn't. And right. people responding to and people who are doing it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Thank you. Uh, Jeff, thank you, Nathan. Nathan's bringing some coffee. Appreciate that. My mom raised me to always say thank you, but she didn't <laughs> Even talk about live. when hot mics were in front of me. <laughs> yeah, so. that's right. So I was mm-hmm. coaching baseball last night. By the way, if I have a raspy voice, this is a, I coached a game last night voice. And you were yelling at small children, <laughs> but I don't get it. I did have to give myself a timeout. <laughs> I literally gave myself a timeout. I, I went in the dugout and I sat down and uh, some guy, guy goes to our church. He's one of our assistant coaches and he looked at me and I go, and I just shake my head and tell him, leave me alone. <laughs> I was like, I need, I'm, I'm, I'm in timeout. Joey. <laughs> Rider. <laughs> uh, that was before I did something stupid, though. So oh, that's it was good. before it was, you did. Yeah, that's right. Was did good. you do something stupid? No, oh, no okay. before no, he was I'd hoping not to. Oh, okay. so he not to. That's why I well, put himself time in timeout. That could have gone one of two ways. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped myself before, or before I did something stupid, I'd already taken a timeout. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good point. That's a good point. By the way, we'll go on one more tangent. This is so funny and so us. We were talking to somebody yesterday, and they were they've been listening to our podcast. And they're like, um, "You guys are so random." Is that what she said? Yeah, or something she like said, that? "I listened to the podcast, but it was just so random. I had a hard time following it." And all three of us were like, "No, not us, not us." <laughs> so we started with James, and and now we're talking about being impulsive. Well, speaking of which, I think that's a great transition. Um, the book of James. So what we decided today was really, I guess, we could kind of like if we're still trying to like. Uh, tether something to a season, you know, uh, I want to have you read kind of what you, you, uh, got from one of our books we use for our, our Bible overview class. Yeah. There's a book we use for a Bible overview class, um, in the Institute called how to read the Bible book for book. It's, um, Fee and Stewart. 
And so I actually just went to it at the beginning of, of each book. What they do is they give you a one-sentence summary, hmm. and then they give you the author and the, you know, the time and the audience and all of that kind of stuff, and then what to look for as you're reading. But the one-sentence summary I thought was really good, and it, it actually did make me think this absolutely has to do with faith and culture. Mm-hmm. Um, it said that James is a treatise composed of short moral essays emphasizing endurance and hardships and responsible Christian living with special concern that believers practice what they preach and live together in harmony. Hmm. And that yeah, kind of good. is what we've been talking about. Yeah. Like practice what you preach and right. live together in harmony. And mm-hmm. and that helps us navigate this, you know, culture stuff that yeah. we deal with. Yeah, totally. That's really good. It is really good. One of the things, I mean, just a 30,000-foot view kind of comment about the book of James. So by the time of the recording hits, uh, we'll be finishing up, I think, the following Sunday, unless you're listening to it in 2024. Um, uh, Which we said last week that would be a lot more people listening to it in 2024. Because it's going to keep growing because people are liking and sharing this thing all the time, right? Good, good, yes. Um, And if you haven't. And if you haven't, haven't, like like and share. share. (laughs) Ooh, that's good. I'm good. good. Um, So... um, which the 30,000 foot view is just the time, the, the timelessness mm-hmm. of God's word. Um, I remember Brad saying this years ago when he did the book of James before that the church grew exponentially the last time he did James. Like he, he did James before? He did. It was in a, <laughs> over a summer time. He did like a summer series over like 12, 13 years ago. Interesting. And th- that summer, the church really grew. Mm-hmm. And, he th- and he thought, man, this would probably, you know, he makes the joke a lot, like this is going to thin out the, ch- the, the mm-hmm. chairs or whatever. And uh, this time, now a lot of things probably have converged, you know, sure. people coming out of COVID and all this kind of stuff, but we, we've seen a real bump again. Isn't that funny? Uh, and I think it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a spiritual thing and people get challenged, but the timelessness of this, mm-hmm. based on what you just read, uh, Lori, about, about the summary of this book, um, it's just it's just a beautiful thing because I think every single week and I, and I'll take a page out of the Jeff's book here. You know, if it's okay if I share this, um, a life what you're going to share. Now. <laughs> Do Too I need late. to take a time out? Or anything? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Do I need to take a time out. Maybe <laughs> we'll put each other in timeouts around the round table, um, and that's you know, hey, a life group leader came to you and said, hey, we want to do a marriage study, mm-hmm. and and. Um, it would have been, you know, let's just say the third or fourth marriage study they would have done. And, and you said, hey, how about you take the book of James and the sermon questions we provide for life groups and just apply it to the marriage? And yeah. when you said that, I was like, whoa, because you could do that literally for, for every facet of life. Sure. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. what's so beautiful. It's just Uber this book practical. is so practical. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter where you are life-wise, hmm. something in here is going to challenge you. It's going to sure. make you think. It's going to send you somewhere else in Scripture. It was funny when I was reading this, because um, we all kind of agreed to read it this morning, just the whole book, just mm-hmm. sit down and read it all the way through. And when I was reading it this morning, I, it sounds very, um, to me, it kind of sounds like the New Testament version of the Proverbs. Oh, sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's sure. all this really good advice for wise living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, which, anyway, I'd never noticed it before, but I thought, it's a lot of that. It's a lot yeah. of wisdom. It's a lot of, a lot this of, is what wisdom looks like, and this is how wisdom is practiced. There's a lot of pithy sayings, yes. be, be doers of the word, not hearers only. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, just yeah. little things like that. And so I wonder proverbial. if that's why it's so yeah. attractive, too, is it's sure. just a lot of those bite-sized... Yeah, and a whole lot shorter in Proverbs, too, which is... <laughs> that's right, that's it is. James could have tweeted a lot of this. <laughs> it is very had. tweetable. Yeah, very tweetable. Yeah. 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 One thing, we, you and I were talking about this the other day, when you get in a series like we've been in for a while, we can forget sometimes to go back and 
think about like what Lori was saying, like what is the big overarching framework of this mm-hmm. book? Mm-hmm. Who who wrote it? Why did he write yeah, it? Right. Who did he write it to? All that yeah. kind of stuff. You know, I was thinking about that this morning. It's like James was the brother of Jesus. Yeah. He spent more time with Jesus, probably just on an informal level mm-hmm. than any of the other authors in scripture. Mm-hmm. And he's the most practical. Mm. <clears throat> what do we take away from that? Like the more time, because we tend to think of the people who are uber spiritual, spend all the time with Jesus. They're the w- weird ones. Like, I don't mm. know if I want to go to college. Mm. James grew up with the guy. Yeah. 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 Uber practical. He was yeah. a leader of a church and uber practical. Yeah. Wasn't weird. Yeah. Wasn't, you know, I mean. Yeah. Uh, kind of a boots on the ground mentality. Like, mm. yeah. here's how yeah. we walk it out. It's really good. Huh. Mm-hmm. I, and I think, yeah, to, to, to that's the challenge for all Christ followers is we, we love one of like, let, you know, I'll just use one of the phrases we say is we all default to grow. And what that really means is we default to wanting, um, to be in a Bible study, uh, which is great. I mean, you're the three people around this table lead our equipment ministry. So we're all about that, right. (laughs) To go to a class, to read some textbooks, uh, those are all really good, but that's where, you know, if you've heard us use the phrase like the orthodoxy and orthopraxy, mm-hmm. like that that has to match up, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that is what you could sum up this book with, is this is what we believe and therefore it should motivate you mm-hmm. uh, to now uh, good works. Can I jump to yeah. chapter two? Okay. We talked about maybe just going chapter by chapter. Yeah, it's but, not going to happen. Okay. Please, I know you too. That, I, I, think was, I think it was Lori's idea wanting to go chapter by chapter. Yeah. It was not. Joey it said it yesterday, oh, and I was like, okay. but then I prepared that way, and so it made sense. Um, Proceed. Thank you. You're, go ahead. Permission granted. Permission granted. To approach the throne. <laughs> uh, okay, so. You got to cut that one out. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> That is weird. <laughs> okay, so chapter two. Okay. What are we talking about? I what, don't know. Well, what he was just saying Book of Proverbs, was... Chapter two. No, chapter two of James, <laughs> verse 22. He says, you see that faith was working with his works. And as a result of the works, faith was perfected. And it just made me think about... we. You were talking about orthodoxy and orthopraxy. Yeah, right, right. So... Our orthopraxy is extremely important because you can hear that word practice. As you practice the good works, Mm -hmm. your faith is perfected. And it's not because you're doing anything. It's because you're learning. Mm -hmm. You know, you're walking it out and you're learning. And when when your orthopraxy and your orthodoxy match, that's how your faith gets, quote, perfected. Not perfect. It's it's the -the on-the-job training because, you know, people will always say, I'm not ready. So, like, sharing your faith. And they'll say, well, I don't know enough. You know, and they'll, um, the, we all will tend to have excuses on. I mean, mm-hmm. even in ministry, like I have, I have said, I've shied away from ministry opportunity. You know, of even just like sometimes picking up a call uh, or picking up the phone to make a call in a care situation when I know someone could really use the phone call, and I'm like, well, I don't know enough. I don't know the right questions. I don't know the, and it. It's like, man, we just got to kind of work through those things, you know, and mm-hmm. and and by faith, with with as much as we do know, by the power of the Holy Spirit, right. and being glued to this word, mm-hmm. working out our faith. Yeah, well, right. James talks about that too, is because the the insecurity that you feel in yeah. the situation, or that we all feel in this sure. situation. Yeah. I mean, he talks about that in chapter four or right. chapter five, where uh, I don't remember four or five, yeah, where you know we. we we trust in our own ability. We trust in our own, like, like we doubt God's ability to yeah. actually do what he said he would mm-hmm. do. Right. And he talked about that in chapter one. I was reading through it this morning, like yeah. we all said. And, you know, there's almost a cool kind of organizing framework you could put on here with the idea of doubt. 
Yeah. I hadn't really pulled on that thread before, but if you look at, you mind if I riff for a second? Uh, if you, you know, chapter one, five to eight, you know, talks about doubting God's goodness. I'll just read it. Uh, if any of you lacks wisdom is where it starts, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him. Verse six, but let him ask in faith with no doubt, with no doubting for the one who doubts. It's like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that mm. person must not suppose that he will receive anything, receive anything, mm. um, uh, from the Lord, for he's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. And I've kind of just blown past that before and uh, started reading it like the rest of the letter kind of shaded by that. And if you kind of play it out, if you doubt God's goodness um, uh, or doubting God's goodness uh, causes us to not trust God, uh, when we don't trust God, we're not faithful in trials. He talks about that. Uh, we're not Christian in how we treat others. You know, we don't show it uh, in the way we act towards one another, whether it's favoritism or whatever. Uh, we're not active with our faith. You know, the end of chapter two. And then uh, doubting causes us to trust in other things. You get to chapter four, it's trusting in our plans or our resources versus what God can provide. Um, and then you get down to five, seven to 12, which I guess is where we will be this coming Sunday, right? Uh, like he almost brings it back full circle about being patient in trials and trusting mm-hmm. God that he's going to bring you through this. But that idea of doubting and trusting that every good and perfect gift comes from God. Mm-hmm. Don't try to, you know, wrestle this stuff on your own. There was just so much in there. And then I think about the deconstruction stuff we've talked about yeah. and doubting God based on what we see in others. Mm-hmm. Well, our orthopraxy can jack somebody else's orthodoxy up mm-hmm. to bring yeah. it back to that. Wow. But just, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. Yeah. just five chapters. I know. You know what I mean? It's like there's all that that you can take away from it. And that's just scratching the surface. Yeah. It's great for sure. Such a great book. And I think that's so important because I want to go back to a little bit of what what you were just talking about, but the the mix between the orthopraxy, orthodoxy, orthopraxy, because it says be doers of the word. And I think the first, you know, I think being, first of all, you know, and and maybe I'm, I'm retreading on what you guys were just talking about, but being and out of the overflow of being is how we're able to do, you know, it's like not the trust within, you know, our own good works. Mm -hmm. Cause I think that's what people really struggle with, with this. I mean, I remember this was the apologetic for a lot of my Catholic family members Mm -hmm. when I came to the Lord Mm -hmm. and, um, and I was just trying to explain that like they are a child of God Mm. and their object of their faith is not, is not themselves. It's the Lord. And that that is the motivation for them to be able to trust. Yeah. And for them mm-hmm. able to, you know, um, do good works. Right. Yeah. It's the it's it's the evidence that mm-hmm. your faith is real. Right. It's not right. what causes your faith yeah. to be real. When your right. faith is real, there's yeah. evident. Yeah. It is evident mm-hmm. by the works you choose yeah. to do. Yeah. But our faith is not without knowledge. Mm-hmm. Faith oh, is true. not. With, you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. the thing. And we we want to make it an either or proposition. That's right. Right. You know, Glenn Gordon, our uh, what is what's his role at our dripping associate campus? Pastor. Associate pastor at dripping campus. He taught uh, the theology class last mm-hmm. night for uh, theology essentials, and he made a statement. Uh, generally like this. He said, theology doesn't answer every question or our knowledge of God, our knowledge of scripture. It doesn't answer Mm -hmm. every question. The more we learn, faith is still needed, Mm -hmm. but knowledge doesn't replace faith. It strengthens it. So like, like there's a, there's a role for it in there, but it's not just knowing. That's great. It's not just being, it's not just doing. Right. It's, it's all those working together. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. That is really good. Yeah. I think, you know, what, what is something besides, I mean, we, we spent a little time on that. We can continue to, to riff on that, but what are you, what do you guys think as people have been through the, the sermon series, but also <laughs> if they were just to read through the book of James that they, um, 
they are drawn to the most or uh, have maybe the most questions about. Um, you know, like for me, I think the most, um, how do I say, chapter three is just one of those chapters to me that <laughs> everyone's like, well, pfft. Please. I mean, there's no way, right? You're talking about the wizard from above part, right? Yeah, right. right. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, The taming of the tongue. I've been really, I've been, you know, it's so funny because every time I think I got that down, right? Like, oh yeah, fine. I'm good. I'm good. I find myself sitting there griping, complaining. I know every time I read this chapter, I think about you. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I hope hope people got that joke. I hope people got that. The sarcasm went. Because that's what we all do. Yeah. That's what we all do. A book like this is so practical. It's (laughs) like, man, I really hope so-and-so heard that. So-and-so. Exactly. No, you're so-and-so in this book. You are (laughs) so-and-so. Oh, that's right. Uh, One of my favorite, and I think I might have shared this on the podcast before, but I think it's worth repeating, is I remember being a part of, uh, this was, uh, many churches ago and it was a <clears throat> church discipline situation and we were in a room. And what did you do? I, not, no, it wasn't me. No, I was, you uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but one of, one of our, one of our elders was, was talking to the gentleman who just, we were hoping you know, to have, be a part of restoration and he leans in he goes, <clears throat> I smell sulfur in the room. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. And because what the verse says is like, it's the, it's literally the, the tongue is yeah. the gateway from hell into this world. Yeah. And I thought that was, so, and I, and Oof. I, I repeat that to myself, like, hmm. do I smell like sulfur, you know, um, when I'm around and it, it's so interesting. So, so when you actually smell sulfur, it wigs you out. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 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 Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Where is he? <laughs> Sorry. That's right. Yeah. I was thinking too, like, I was still trying to look at chapter three under the heading of wisdom. Mm. And so it was interesting to me when I looked at the overarching, I, I definitely see the doubt thing you were talking about, and I can't wait to go back and read it again yeah. and, and look mm-hmm. at it through that lens. When I was reading it this morning, to me, there was a lot of like the relationship between trials and wisdom. Mm-hmm. Like how do those two things go together? The re- relationship between partiality and wisdom, the relationship between your tongue and your speech and wisdom. Mm-hmm. I, I really liked all of that, that just to think about if 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 my tongue, if I'm not in control of my tongue, hmm. definitely <laughs> there's some not wise totally. headspace yeah. that is happening. I think our default. I mean that's that's theological. We talk about flesh and mankind yeah, and sure. anthropology. Like the the, the default will mm-hmm. be what's the op- foolishness. Mm-hmm. I was going to say what's the mm-hmm. opposite of yeah. wisdom. And yeah, foolishness. Yeah. That's the default, and so it's almost a fight, you know. And that goes back mm-hmm. to really the whole like our posture is going. Our, our natural posture will be foolishness. Our pa- natural mm-hmm. posture will be doubt, mm-hmm. and so that's why the being is so important. <laughs> mm-hmm. That leads to the doing and the yeah. faithfulness is yeah. because. Because this whole thing is God rigged this thing to for us to be incapable mm-hmm. and um, without Him, yeah, without Him. And you know, it talks about that the wisdom from above. You know, it gives those things yeah, out. Peaceful. It tells us that you know every good and perfect gift comes from God. Jesus tells us that apart from Him we can do nothing. And right. somehow we think if we just know That's enough, right. That's right, and do enough of the right things to build those habits, those yeah. things will just become yeah. natural. But they just never do. The yeah. wisdom that's from above yeah. is what is uh, pure and peaceable and gentle and open to reason and mm-hmm. full of good mercy and good fruits mm-hmm. and impartial mm-hmm. and sincere. That's 
really kind of a uh, out of order outline of everything else he's talking about right. in the book, and everything that we're supposed to do as Jesus followers, as Jesus mm-hmm. lovers, as people who've been bought with a price, yeah. can only happen from above. It doesn't mm-hmm. happen from within us because mm-hmm. within us, we're you know we're alive in Christ, but man, we still got that sin nature that wants to fight. Right. And uh, I think James just does such a remarkable job in such a few pages yeah. of just pointing it all back to the source. You know. Well, and that the source is is obviously Jesus mm-hmm. and abiding with him, yeah. but also walking in the spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, I kept thinking when, when I started chapter four and it was talking about the source of quarrels and conflicts among you, among you it's the, the pleasures or the desires that wage war mm-hmm. in, in your body. Yeah. And then it gives a list of those things. And I just, it's the exact opposite of what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. It's the exact opposite of the fruits of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. So the fruits Works of the my flesh. flesh are that stuff that's yeah. causing war and conflict, both internally and externally. Mm-hmm. And it's it's the exact opposite of the fruits of the Spirit. And for yeah. me to think that I can control my tongue yeah. or do yeah. any of these other things yeah. in the book without abiding in mm-hmm. the Word and just you know, depending on the power of the Holy Spirit, totally. I'm not going to be successful. Yeah. There's 108 verses in the book of James. I'm not that smart. I just looked it up. I Googled it. Uh, there's 54 <laughs> imperatives and 60 imperatives counting hypotheticals. Um, and, and, and I think our mm-hmm. Western mindsets go to imperatives, which are commands. Mm-hmm. And we think, all right, I'm going to pick myself up by my bootstraps. And I, like what you were just saying, I'm going to do this. Right. I'll just go through the book of James. And I'm going to highlight all the imperatives and I'm just going to do them. Mm-hmm. And you can't, nope. <laughs> you cannot. And if so, and I think that's what happens with the Christian life. It happens um, in, in every, all, all facets of life, To if I'm thinking about it, is we want shortcuts. Mm-hmm. We want, just tell me what I need to do. Just tell me how to, how to figure it out. And, the, you know, I don't know how, and I, this is something I'm still learning and I need to relearn this. And we all probably need to relearn this. And that is, there are no, no shortcuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a long, slow journey of abiding and trusting mm-hmm. uh, and, and doing the disciplines we talk a lot about mm-hmm. around the round table. Um, and, and, and it's a fight yeah. because it, it's just... You know. Well, what's the Eugene Peterson book? Is it a long, long walk in the same, same long obedience in the yeah. same direction? Yeah. I mean, so if, if they're looking for maybe something that might be a good book, sure, uh, to go along with what we're talking about here yeah. today. Well, that's why I mean, you talk about things like discipleship. That's why we've kind of gotten away from using that word here because it's the idea of being of making disciples yeah. and being made a disciple. It's a it's something that's not done. If, if you're still breathing, your discipleship journey hasn't ended because it's that right. long obedience. Like you, mm-hmm. like Brad says, it's like, is this person a believer? We'll see. Like you have to look for the long trajectory of or is that person moving more towards Jesus over the long haul yeah. or more away from that yeah. kind of thing. But yeah. at the same time, it's our relieving the tension thing that we always talk mm-hmm. about is those, those shortcuts try to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and if if you do this, then this will happen. Right. Well, maybe. Yeah. maybe. Apart from the Spirit yeah. of God, right. no, it, it, yeah. it won't. You can't bear spiritual fruit apart yeah. from the work of the Spirit. Yeah. Right. Is the easiest way to think about it. Yeah. And so it's, this isn't a list of do's and don'ts. Yeah. Let me, can I just, I want to pause here for a second and kind of make it, hopefully, try to make it super practical. Yeah, so yeah. let's just say, you know, someone comes to us and says, hey, I'm trying to figure out, um, my wife and I are struggling, right, in our marriage. Mm-hmm. And what do I need to do? Mm-hmm. Okay. They excel in the workplace. They maybe even excel as a father. They they excel in a lot of different areas and the and and sort of the the maybe the relationship with his wife is like the bottom of the priority list or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and he's saying, Okay, just tell me 
a couple steps to take. What are we saying to him mm. in view of the book of, you know, book of James and imperatives and commands and being versus yeah. doing and all mm-hmm. that? What are, what are, how are we encouraging him? Well, I, there is so much practicality in the book of James, but I think it can be sort of summed up by just saying, you know, the, the first thing we have to do with our faith is live it. Mm-hmm. And so that's a huge umbrella, but you have faith, mm-hmm. you love Jesus, mm-hmm. and you're struggling in your marriage. Yeah. Let, let's do one practical daily thing yeah. Yeah. F- from, the, the, from the book of James and just believe mm-hmm. that as we ask for wisdom in that situation yeah. Yeah. where something's bugging you, ask yeah. for wisdom, like do it. Yeah. Just, just give it a chance. Give God's word a chance yeah. to work. That one time you feel like popping back, mm-hmm. bridle your tongue. Like mm-hmm. those are the two things. Ask for wisdom and bridle your tongue. <laughs> I mean, you could say a million things. I was going to say, I like the baby step approach. And I like starting with going to the Lord. Yeah. Asking for wisdom. And like spend a season just pursuing whatever that means. Yep. You know, we can't unpack that all right now, no. but right. whatever, whatever pursuing. And we're not talking about the extreme example. We're, we're talking right now about. That's good. Clarify what you're we're, saying. We're, we're in a season that seems to be hard and that's can't right. really put our finger on that's it. That's right. Like and that's for most that's marriages. Right. That's kind of where yes. it is. And they don't get out of that season. Yeah. And then it turns into something more. We're, totally. we're talking about the people that actually ask early on right. enough to where it is maybe just something that. Yeah. You know, you and us as your pastors or whatever, and the Lord can kind of work out mm-hmm. together. So we're not talking anything that goes beyond that right Thank now. Thank you. Yeah. That's good we're really talking about any relationship, yeah. right? Like okay, sure. as, as we're changing and growing, mm-hmm. like my relationship with my kids, my relationship mm-hmm. with my parents, my mm-hmm. if any of those things are in a place of tension, yeah. how do you relieve that tension? Well, you believe that God's word is true and you take a pause and say, mm-hmm. God, give me wisdom here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. We call those, I used to call those breath prayers. Like, say a mm-hmm. breath prayer. It doesn't have to be down on your knees in your closet. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Just breathe that sure. prayer. Mm. And, and God will prove to you that it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, anything else you guys have that just kind of stood out to you? I mean, I, you know, part of me wishes we could go back and just sort of do more of what you were talking about, Jeff, mm-hmm. is like who was written to, like mm-hmm. who was writing in. I do find it fascinating that James was the half-brother of Jesus mm-hmm. and he wasn't wearing that on his sleeve, but he called himself a bondservant yeah. Yeah. of Christ, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm trying to imagine just like the sibling rivalry there, think, and yeah. yet there wasn't. And, mm-hmm. and maybe there was... <laughs> when they were I younger, think there but, was a yeah. lot of it that yeah. d- d- historically wasn't James a doubter mm-hmm. for, yeah. it, for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he was so. not buying the my brother is the Christ yeah. thing. Yeah. It was the resurrection <laughs> that brought him around. I was going to yeah. say, that's the power of the resurrection. That's exactly you know, right. That anytime I'm just sitting there at night and I start kind of going back to our, my natural posture, what Jeff talked about earlier, which is doubt. I'm like, I don't know, God, you really there? Or what's yeah. going on? You know? And then uh, and I just, one of the biggest self, the apologetics that I use on myself mm-hmm. <laughs> is the power of, of the resurrection and what it did. And if it could change the, the life of his own brother, yeah. <laughs> yeah. then uh, it's pretty powerful. Yeah. I think for those that want to get into the book uh, for themselves, yeah. <clears throat> there's some different strategies you can do. One is like what I did, and I'll give it maybe a few more ways. Uh, you know, if you see a word like doubting, mm. just to kind of trace that thread yeah, through it, you know, but you can get to the very, you know, go back to verse two in chapter one, count, count it all joy. Okay. I wonder how joy is talked about elsewhere. Right. Like what else results in joy? Mm-hmm. Uh, trials. I wonder how trial, mm-hmm. I mean, you could do various different studies just by mm-hmm. picking out those 
primary mm-hmm. points of emphasis that James brings up in the yeah. intro. That, that's something you could do, especially with a short book that yeah. I think really deepens and enriches, yeah. enriches, enriches, enriches right. your uh, time in God's word f- for yourself. And those things aren't hard to do. You just yeah. have to yeah. pause long enough to do them. Mm-hmm. And I would say just keep asking questions of the text. So you're like, yeah. who is it? You know, who is it written to? Well, mm-hmm. you know, he starts out with to the 12 tribes in the dispersion of Greece. Mm-hmm. You have to remember these were letters written and some like the gospel and the gospels, the audience in mind were Gentiles or they were the Jews mm-hmm. or they, you know, and then Paul wrote a lot to specific churches. Mm-hmm. Um, and James is just saying, hey, all my Jewish brothers, you know, who are, dispersed. Uh, who are now yeah, all over. It's yeah. a, um, uh, yeah. Here you go. <laughs> and that yeah. letter was passed and uh, yeah. throughout. Yeah, that book that Lori mentioned earlier, uh, mm-hmm. How to Read the Bible, book, book by book, book yeah. by uh, Douglas Fee. Mm-hmm. And, and someone whose last name is Stuart. Stuart. Fee and Stuart. <laughs> but yeah, if, if, if you don't have a, a good commentary, yeah. uh, or if you, even if you have a lot of commentaries, you don't have like a good one-stop shop type right. commentary, I That's think a good one. I would highly recommend that. You can get it in uh, Kindle version or paperback version. You know, it's... 10 bucks, 12 bucks, something like that. And it gives just good synopsis like mm-hmm. we read earlier. And then it also gives good breakdowns, outlines of the book, of all all 66 books, gives, you know, good commentary, just bite-sized, like a paragraph yeah. or two about each mm-hmm. primary point in the outline. And if you just need like a good thing to keep on your table next to your time in God's Word for yourself, which I'm going to assume if you're listening to this podcast, you have <laughs> routine <laughs> time in God's Word for yourself, this would be a great you know, It is great, good. I love it because it'll say, don't miss this while you're reading. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so good. It's, that's good. All right. I'm going to land the plane with a question, make you all do some self-introspection here. Me and Lori, or the all listener, <laughs> all of us, you, all of us, around the table, around okay. the table. You, you read the book this morning. You've been through the sermon series. Um, what is one thing you know uh, that really, personally, just you, you like? Hey, this really hit me, or I really needed to hear this then. Um, that that we just want to maybe encourage our our listeners with. Well, I loved the way that. Um, Chapter 5 kind of concludes, I love verse 7, it stopped me in my tracks. Chapter 5, sorry, chapter 5, verse 7, it says, Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. Behold, the farmer waits for the precious produce of the soil. Be patient about it until it gets the early and late rains. You too be patient. Strengthen your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Mm, That's good. And so a lot of this, you know, we a lot of this does feel very busy. It's a very mm. do oriented, mm. but there's also that sort of wait patiently, mm-hmm. wait patiently, like do these things because it's important, but also know where we are in in, in time mm-hmm. and, and wait patiently just as the farmer did. Like yeah. the farmer doesn't just sit there mm. and look at the ground and be like, well, why aren't you growing? Yeah. The farmer's doing the work mm-hmm. and putting in the work, but he waits patiently for the timing of the growth. Yeah. And and that to me is a really good reminder. He knows that growth won't happen unless he does this, but he's still not control in control of the growth. Correct. So, yeah, so that's how it is. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's good. good. I think for me, it's uh, chapter four, and probably just because it's maybe the most recent going into chapter five, it's just the things that I trust in mm. that aren't God, you know, even if it's the thing God gives me, you know, is talking about, uh, you know, chapter five, you know, riches and things that we have. Well, if I believe that all that is from God to me to steward, the moment I start trusting in that instead of stewarding that, I've got it, got it backwards. And so that, that, I think that's been yeah the most recently yeah convicting thing. Yeah, that's good. Uh, it's chapter one for me. 
uh, you know, it's not even like major trials. So it's about trials and, you know, not being basically rocked away from your mm-hmm. faith in the midst of trials. And for me, you know, I love the idea of steadfastness or endurance and perseverance. I pray that over my kids every night that they'll endure and persevere in the faith. And, I, and, and for myself, it means to remain under pressure, to mm-hmm. remain steady under mm-hmm. pressure. And I think what happens is because um, for me personally, you know, whether I'm in a, in a season of fatigue or I, whatever it is, I, if I have a freak out moment and it, it doesn't have to be a trial, it's mm-hmm. just like, I'm just thrown off tilt just little, <laughs> you know, and I just, you know, internally I'm, I'm pretty, I think, well, Never mind. I was going to say I'm cool, calm, and collected externally, but not always. But uh, internally, I'm a mess. And, um, and way to tame your tongue. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. And, and man, it's amazing. I think that happens to the best of us and the all of us, mm-hmm. which is these freak out moments when something happens in life. Because, you know, we have our lives so full. <laughs> all the time. And so if one thing throws us off, it's like, well, there goes everything, mm-hmm. you know? And um, for me, man, I just, I really need to come back to James 1 a mm-hmm. lot yeah. and just be reminded of the steadfastness that comes, you know, by abiding and trusting in him. And um, and so for me, yeah, I hope yeah. that... I, I, also, I'll just say this, and this is, I think, where I was going with that, which is trials can be um, a, a place where people will end up going to deconstruct. Sure. Something bad happened, and then they're like, they question everything. Yeah. Or it can be an incredibly enriching, yeah. <laughs> um, blessing from the Lord, yeah. and I and I and I can say that having gone through dark seasons, yeah, the, the the trial might be whether it's from God or allowed by God. Mm-hmm. You're in that trial because of God's, yeah, will mm-hmm. decision to allow yeah. that to happen, right. and it's kind of. The, Kelly Clarkson theology is like, if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. Depending depending on how you get in there or or how you get through it kind of thing, because it's, trials are going to come, right? We're going to get hit. We're going to get beat up. We're going to, all these things. And, but we have to keep going through it. And so it's not the absence of trials Mm -hmm. uh, that proves that we're walking with God. It could be the presence of trials and how we're walking through them. Yeah. And that the presence of the Lord's always there. I, th- mm-hmm. I think in those times people will feel like, well, the Lord's absent from this. And he's, and it's like, no, he's there, he's near. And um, keep going back. I like the Lord earlier with the example of just going back, seeking him, seeking yeah. the wisdom yeah. from above. Um, that's really good. Well, there you go. The book of James. The book of James. <laughs> I don't know how that went, but... <laughs> I don't even... Joey didn't say buckets one time. Does that mean this is our first official podcast where Joey didn't mention a bucket? That might mean a mulligan just because... <laughs> it, might be, it means he's going to call us tomorrow and go, we need to and do that, that again. now that you put that in my brain, I have to close my mouth so I don't say that word. <laughs>